What's up, Shoreline City? How y'all doing? Come on, whether you're worshiping with us online or in the room, can we just stand and give Jesus some praise in this place for keeping us and loving us and being faithful in the midst of a global pandemic? Is there anybody who would give a witness by your hand that says, I'm thankful for Jesus, and if it had not been for God who is on my side over the last nine months, I don't know where I'd be. Come on, one time, let's give Jesus some praise in this place. technology I, I love the fact that we can still do church and what this pandemic has has taught us is we don't just go to the church we are the church come on somebody and church doesn't start when service starts it starts when service is over because I am the tangible hands and feet of Jesus Christ in my city amen and and uh, I'm just pumped and but before we get going and I, I just have to give honor to two of the most amazing life-giving people on the entire planet. And pastors, what we do is, you know, we normally give honor and we go, but I, I just, I, literally this morning I, I prayed and I said, God, what would you want me to speak over uh, Earl and Onika and the church? And, and honestly, I, I felt the word refined. And, and, I, and the Holy Spirit was just saying that you, you've been refined. And, you know, you can be special, but being refined is, 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 is taking out any impurities and, and your heart is right and your motivations are right. And, and the Lord just, 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 just begin to say just to, to, for the entire church, whether you're online or here in the room, like your church is special. It's, it's refined. And, and I'm also a car lover. And, and, uh, and so I love to go on and on, on the internet and look at cars that I can't afford. And, and, there's, and there's the regular model, and then there's a model called an SV model a lot. And it looks just like the regular model, but the SV model is, is literally the special version. And it looks the same, but it has horsepower that the other ones don't have. And I just wanna prophesy over the both of you that you have horsepower that no one else has. And it may, Shoreline may look like another church, but the anointing that is on this place it takes special gasoline and it takes special, come on somebody. And so one more time, whether you're online or in the room, can we give it up for the refinement that you and your family have? Come on somebody. Come on, Shoreline, we can do better than that. Let's put our hands together and celebrate our pastors. And Irene and I are so honored to be your friends. And honestly, I love preaching at your church, but I, I love even more just being at your table and talking and, and doing life and uh, I'm just I'm just uh, I'm blown away and uh, I'm gonna preach because I got 32 minutes come on somebody um, but I just want to quickly I'm also honored that I'm allowed that I'm honored that I'm humbled that God chose me to lead our family and and I absolutely love uh, I've been married 21 years come on somebody amen to my smoking hot wife and and my kids are okay sometimes but if you have a picture of my family, if you can put that up there, that's us, right? I have outpunted my coverage. I get it. Uh, and uh, that's me and Irene and, 
And then Kayla's in the middle. She's 20, and Maya is 15 there. Uh, and she said, I didn't leave nothing on the table in that picture. That's what she said. I gave, all, I gave up to all of y'all on that. And then my son, uh, Jaden, just got a full-ride scholarship for soccer. And so I don't have to pay for college. It's amazing. Y'all like soccer? Yeah, soccer. Don't stereotype me. And, uh, and so I'm so pumped to preach this message and, and, uh, in, in, a, in a room. And, and whether you're online or in this room, I'm believing that the anointing can just be anywhere. And it, and it can go through fiber optics and all that good stuff. And so turn your Bibles with me to Acts 27. And you all have been reading through and are reading through. And I'm not sure if you've gotten to... Uh, chapter 27 yet, but it's coming, and I'm telling you, now we're gonna, it's, you're going to be able to meet it when, he, when you get there. And then also Romans 8, and this is also Paul, and I'm going to read this passage of Scripture. It says, but take courage. And this is kind of the, the ending of, 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 of what you would call a catastrophe. And uh, I'm going to work through this, but I don't have enough time to read the whole passage of Scripture. But this is like the one I want to focus on, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives. Even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God to whom I belong to and whom I serve stood beside me. Woo! The presence of God will stand beside you in the midst of a see nothing season. And he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. In other words, you're gonna accomplish the thing that I sent you to do regardless of the mess that you're in right now. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. In other words, guess what? If you're with me on this journey, you're going to be saved also. That's what I love about the anointing. It's just not for me. Sometimes I got to connect myself with people when I can't pray for myself who have a connection with God. And as long as God is speaking to them, I'm going to make it too. That's why I love the anointing that is on this house. Come on, somebody. I'm not supposed to preach it. I have in my notes here. Calm down. So take courage for I believe God and it will be just as he said but we will be shipwrecked on an island. Romans 8, 30, uh, 8, 37 and 38. And I, I love this because this is kind of the, the meat to this passage of scripture. It says, no, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons Neither the present nor the future or any powers nor height nor depth nor anything in all creation. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I want to preach to you over the next 28 minutes and 30 seconds from the topic more than made it. Come on, look at the person next to you and says more than made it we just didn't get through this god did something in us that we must acknowledge and we must take come on somebody some good stuff through the bad stuff that we went through i'm not gonna go through all this trial and all this mess and everything that happened in 2020 and step into 21 2021 and just say we made it no you have more than made it you got more than you thought you had come on somebody you knew how to take a licking and keep on Ticking, you have more than made it. Years ago, when I was a teenager, I, uh, there was this area that was in proximity to our house called the sand pits. 
And the sand pits was land that was underdeveloped. And so the government wanted to develop this. The local uh, government wanted to develop this land to, you know, spur the economy. And, and so they put up a fence that says danger. And so uh, I was a pastor's kid. Still am. So when it says keep out, it means enter. And so me and my cousin thought it'd be a good idea to jump the fence. And so we climbed the fence, and, and we, a chain link fence, and we got to the other side. And, and before where this place, the sand pits was, it was some woods. And so we, we, we had to trudge through and, and, and find our way to get to the sand pits. And, and it was uncharted territory. No one had ever been there before. And so we got to the sand pits, and we started to explore, and we started to look around, and, and we started to just have a good time. And then all of a sudden, we heard something that I still remember today. Roof! 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 And they had different pitches. So I knew it was more than one, and we found out that there were Doberman pinchers on the other side of that fence. And so I don't know about you, but back then, I, you know, I was the biggest and the slowest and looked like a good meal, so I ran first. And there's running, and then there's something called hall tailing. Like, running is great, but hall tailing is like, it's, a, it's when you kick in another level of running based off of your fear. And so we turned around, and we started running, and my cousin is fast. And all the while left first, he went way ahead of me, and we were getting cut, and we were dodging, and we were bleeding. And when we got to the fence, those dogs were right on us, and I don't know how this happened. But something, a fence that we had to climb, a six-foot fence... The adrenaline made me jump the fence without even touching it. Come on, somebody. I believe I can fly. I mean, it was like, it was, it was crazy. That's a true story. The adrenaline. And I remember us, the dogs still barking. We're being on the other side of the fence. And my cousin looked at me and said, we made it. And as I was preparing for this message, and as we were going through 2020, and as the clock was about to turn into 2021, I remember looking on the other side of 2021 at my family saying, we made it. Can I just encourage you that you made it? Can I just encourage you that your marriage made it? It might not be in the condition that you thought it would be. Come on, your relationship with your children might not be up, but you made it. You are still living. You are still breathing. You are still talking. You are still in your right mind. Somebody needs to give God praise that we made it. But as we were on the other side of that fence, I realized that we more than made it. Mm -hmm. I got through some stuff that I didn't know I had the ability to get through. I just want you for a second to think back of 2020 and think about how God's presence was with you. I know you just, it's so amazing to get on the other side and to hold a trophy and to be on the trophy stand. But can I encourage you that the trophy tells a bigger story about the trial? I know you're in your purpose, but sometimes you got to look back at the pain. Sometimes you got to look at the scar and say, look what the Lord has done. I'm telling you right now, I didn't make it through 2020. 
2020 made me. I'm better than I've ever been. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I've got a praise. Come on, somebody that circumstance can't take away from me. My marriage is tougher than it's ever been. I, come on, somebody. I learned how to be a homeschool teacher in 2020. You mean to tell me I'm just going to say I made it? I learned how to praise God without a church service and without a band and without a worship team. I'm more than made it. You mean to tell me I'm just going to get to the other side of this? I ran faster than I've ever run before. I got an anointing that I didn't know I had before. Mm, I learned how to intercede. Come on, somebody with nobody else around me. My relationship with God got to another level that I never thought it could be. I know right now, like some people say, well, my marriage, you know, I, but you're still together. You have more than made it. Paul says, I'm more than a conqueror. I just didn't get on the other side of this. But height nor depth, nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, 2020 was not a catastrophe. 2020 was a classroom. 2020 didn't happen to me. 2020 happened for me. 2020 wasn't about winning the test. 2020 was about finishing the test. 2020 was not a sentence. 2020 was a season. I didn't make it through 2020. 2020 made me. Some of y'all like... He's excited. Because when you have been through some stuff and you get to the other side of it, don't you dare minimize that you got cut and didn't bleed out. Don't you dare minimize that you have avoided some things that other people ran into on the other side of your pain, on the other side of your fear, on the other side of your doubt is a purpose and a destiny. And 2020 taught me some things that I had no idea I even needed to learn, but it was not a catastrophe. It was a classroom. I learned how to be a lawyer in 2020 because I had to litigate my emotions in 2020. I became a professor in 2020. I don't have, come on, I'm not having a doctor, but I became a teacher to my children. And I became an IT specialist in 2020. Come on, I had to upgrade internet and find out how to have connectivity when everybody else, I had to figure out some stuff. I became a counselor in 2020 because there was some sleepless nights that I was going through that I had to talk to myself and say, self, remember you have, if God did it before, he'll do it again. Same God right now, same God back then. Come on, some of y'all became a barber and a stylist and couldn't get to the barber shop. You became a nail technician in 2020. Come on, somebody. You, you had to give yourself a pedicure in 2020. Some of y'all became a chef. You had to cook because you ran out of oodles and noodles and you had to figure out some stuff. Can I just encourage you that when you get to the other side of a trial, it's not just to say, what does God have in store? Sometimes you have to look back and say look what the Lord has done I have more than made it 
Here in Acts 27, we find that Paul, he has been imprisoned by the Roman government. And he's on his way to stand trial. And storms arise. Some things that he's never confronted before. He's in a place that's dangerous. Paul was a Roman citizen, so he, had to, he was allowed to stand trial uh, back uh, in front of Caesar, which that's the, the scripture when God says you will stand trial. In other words, you're going to get to the place that I said you're going to get to no matter the storm that's confronting you right now. And Paul warns the people ahead of time that there's going to be a storm. And in this storm, the st this storm, in the story, the storm is so bad that the people are losing faith. They're losing hope. Yeah, let me pause. That hope song that y'all was doing, I wanted to rap. I just, at the end, I just wanted to spit some bars. I just, I can't. But y'all were amazing. Back, okay. Degressed. They were caught in a storm, but they were on a mission from God. And so what I found out about this passage of scripture as I read it in the midst of going through all of that is there's some things that 2020 taught you that I don't want you to forget. And when I look at this passage of scripture, the first thing that I get from this passage of scripture of Paul in this journey being shipwrecked, the apostle Paul, the man of God, Paul, he learned some things through this. And the first thing he learned is this, and I want to encourage you that 2020 gave you some lessons that you need to remember because those lessons are going to take you through seasons, come on, that might be more than 2020 ever was. The first thing he learned is this. Paul would say, I found friends that feed me. Ooh. Come on, I know we were socially distanced, and I know we were isolated. And I know we were by ourselves, but some of you found some people who know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. Some of you found some people that will pray for you despite their own mess. Check it out. In Acts 27.3, the next day, when we visited the dock of Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends that could provide for his needs. What? This guy is in prison. Now, if you talk, and, and, and maybe you know the story of Paul and Silas when they were at the inner prison. Well, this prison on the boat was below the bow, right? And so he was in a dark place in prison, locked up on transport, and got the opportunity to go visit some friends. Now, I will tell you, when you locked up, it's hard to find people who will be with you and see nothing seasons. But Paul gets the opportunity, the Bible is specific to says friends that provide for his needs. Not friends who are needy. But friends who provided for their needs. Now I'm an old school 80s and 90s rapper, but I remember the song, Friends, how many of us have them? I have come to find out that I need people in inner prison seasons. I have come to find out that there is nothing like having an Earl and Onika who will call you and pray for you and be with you and don't care about, watch this, that will promote you beyond their own promotion. 
I'm talking about see nothing seasoned friends. God will take you to places where you're going to need some people to feed you. And I know that it's so easy to say, I don't do people. I don't trust people. We're in this cancel culture. But I have found out that be careful not to cancel people because you could be canceling your purpose and your assignment. Confess your sins to God that you may be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another so you may be healed. We got too many believers walking around forgiven and not healed because they don't do people. I need people. I need a Silas who will be with me in prison and pray and sing hymns. Come on. And not blaming me for why we're there. You're going to need some see nothing seasoned friends that know. Come on. How to, how to know. Accountable friends that know what you're capable of but also what you're created for. He found some friends, characteristics of provision friends, friends who will pray with you when their own situation is jacked up, characteristics of provision friends, friends who know how to listen to you without trying to fix you, characteristics of provision friends, friends who, fre who, we, who will refresh you, not frustrate you. Characteristics of provision friends, friends who are loyal beyond when ain't nobody else loyal. I had to say that Baltimore style. <laughs> friends who will cover you, but not cover it up. <laughs> friends who will cover you, but not cover it up. It's amazing to me that the Bible mentions Julius, one of the captors. Could it be one of your enemies right now is actually one of the friends who will help you get to your future? But it's stuck behind grief and unforgiveness. And This is a prophetic word, guys. This is, I'm sorry, not. Years ago, when I was a kid, uh, I was playing wiffle ball. With my old wiffle ball, talking about the yellow bat with the hard end. You buy it in the grocery store, got the ball on the top, and the ball went down the gutter. And in our community, these gutters were really heavy, so everyone, the game got paused, and everyone came over, and, 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 and we're going to get this ball. So we, it took everything, all of us, to lift the gutter up. And so we lift this cast iron gutter up, and at that moment, I slipped. And when I slipped, I fell into the gutter where I was still sitting on the road in my legs, and all of a sudden, everybody dropped the grate. So I had this, it had to be three or 400 pound grate on me, and three people ran. And only one person stayed. Pastor, what, why did the one person stay? because they were committed to me beyond their own fear. And they began to help me lift, and it was crazy that two people, what took four or five people to raise two people were able to lift. I'm telling you, I'm looking for some friends for you in this next season. Watch this now. Don't get too excited. You don't get excited right here. Watch this. That will double your joy and ease your pain. Not double your pain and ease your joy. He found friends that could provide for him. Number two, in the midst of a see-nothing season, Paul would say, I found that his presence is with me. 
I found that friends would feed me, but I also found that his presence is with me. Acts 27, 23, and 24 says, for last night. Now, this is in the midst of a storm. This is in the midst of, of, of not, you know, uh, knowing how it's going to go. I don't know about you, but there's been seasons in my life where I feel like I'm between a prayer and a promise. I'm between two seasons. I don't know how it's going to work out, but check it out. For last night, the angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone who is sailing with you. It's amazing to me. In 2020, I found that when the presence of discouragement, when the presence of disappointment, when the presence of fear and uncertainty, that I had the kind of relationship with God that he stood right beside me. What I discovered, Pastor Earl Onika, is that peace is not the absence of pain. But it's the presence, it's the presence of the one who was in the boat with you the whole time. It is not the absence of pain, it is the presence of the person of Jesus Christ. Man, who's standing, I, I, I'm all for friends standing with me. I, I'm sure Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, they were like, man, y'all homies are with me. It's great to have a squad, it's great to have some homies. But I'm looking for that fourth man. I need the presence of God. I have come to discover that nothing is like a moment in God's presence. I, I've, I've come to discover that my connectivity with Jesus, with my Savior through worship. I, I, in 2020, I learned how to worship with no band. I learned, watch this now. Uh, in 2020, here's what happens, right? I want you to write this down. Worship changed from lyrics to lifestyle. Ooh, I found out that I am a worshiper, that worship is not a song that I sing. It's a, it's a melody inside of my heart that connects me with my creator and keeps me in proximity. And what it, what it does is it, it, it provides for me when I lose my job, but I still got to stand it with me. When I'm going through marriage, God's standing with me. Can I just encourage you? His word says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Can I encourage you, all who are watching online right now, that you're not here in the building, but guess what? The presence that's here in the building is right next to you on the couch because God is with me. He stood beside me. He's with me. I said, God, give me a way to illustrate this. And he, My son plays soccer and we went to a soccer game and, and you all may know Pastor Chris Durso. He's a good friend of mine. He was at our church to preach and I said, hey, we're going to go to the soccer game and he had his crew with him and, and, and so we went to the soccer game and and my son's team was playing a team that was older. So my son is 18 and they were playing a U21 team. And the U21 team was bullying them the whole time and pushing them around. And, and I was getting a little upset un, unpastorally. Un, I don't even know how to say it. I don't even know how to say it. I was outside of my calling for a little bit. Come on. Any of y'all, you know, sometimes they're in the right situation that can pull you out? Y'all sign up for security at the church. You need security people. And so we're in the stands and the team's talking trash and, and, they, and they were playing dirty. Jaden's the best player on his team because he's like his daddy and, and just, and, 
And so they were trying to take him out and they were kicking him and, and all of a sudden he got fed up. And this big boy with tattoos who had benefits and health benefits and probably kids at home. He was standing over Jaden and Jaden just swung on him. And then I knew at that moment the BC Jimmy was going to have to come out. And they started tussling and fighting and Jaden got kicked out of the game and the crowd was going crazy. And I went to the guys who was talking trash to Jaden in the crowd and I was like, y'all got one more time. Uh-huh. I had New York with me. Come on, somebody. And Jaden left and I had to go and I got asked to leave also. And so we, <laughs> we both left and, and I said, Jaden, that boy was huge. That boy had tattoos. What made you swing on him? And he said, my father was in the stands. Can I encourage you, Shoreline City? I want you to stay in the fight when the enemy comes in like a flood. The Bible says that God will raise up a standard against him. Why are you going to get through? Because your daddy is in the stands and he will never leave you nor forsake you. His presence stood right beside me. Your daddy is in the stands. Going to help you get through the emotional issues that you're faced with. Your daddy is in the stands looking at your marriage and you're saying, I don't know if I can take anymore. And your daddy says, yes, you can because I'm right here and I'm going to fight for you. Matter of fact, you don't even have to fight this battle because the spirit is inside of you. And when you can't pray for yourself, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will intercede. That means he'll intervene and stand between you and your mess. Somebody needs to give God praise that he stood beside you in 2020. I'm going to ask the band to come up a little early because I outpunted my coverage. So I'm going to skip to the last point. I found that friends that feed me, Paul found that his presence is with me. And the last thing he found is that nothing can stop me. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Woo, nothing can stop me. Nor height, nor death. Come on, somebody. Nor principalities, nor powers, nor present, nor future. Nothing in all creation is able to separate me from the one who's standing with me. Nothing can stop me. I, I want to I encourage you with this just last thought. And y'all can play whatever you want to play. You can start now. I might sing. I might prophesy. I feel I'm home. I'm, this is family. But it says here, the soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all those who could swim to jump overboard and make for land. Then the others held on to the planks or debris from the broken ship. So everyone escaped safely to the shore. My God. Pastor, what are you trying to tell me? What I'm trying to tell you is the thing that the enemy is trying to use to take you out is actually the thing that God is going to use to take you in. 
oh my God. You mean to tell me that the mess that I went through, that God can use that to get me to the place that he's predestined me to be? The plank is still a part of the ship. Nothing else showed up. Years ago, y'all remember Hurricane Katrina? And I heard this story, and I, it just came to me just now, and, and, and it was so bad. And y'all remember the floods, and, 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 and it rocked an entire city. It rocked an entire place, and, and people, the, the, the whole country wasn't prepared for it. And, and all of these people are sending resources, and, and they're rescuing people, and, and people are using their boats and, and going to get people. And, and I saw this one story, that the floodwaters had gotten so bad that the graveyards, the caskets, came to the surface. And there was a family that the rescuers could not reach. And so they thought that it was over. But what happened was is they saw these caskets. And these caskets are airtight. And so they floated to the top. And this family jumped on the caskets. In other words, what was dead actually God used to carry them to safety so can I encourage you that when you think it is over God will come on somebody what the enemy thought for bad God is gonna turn around for your good whether you're at home whether you're here in the room I dare you to jump on your feet and say nothing can stop me I have more than made it I just didn't get through it but I'm better than I thought I'd ever be. I'm stronger than I thought I'd ever be. I'm smarter than I thought I'd ever be. I'm wiser than I thought I'd ever be. I know, guys, 2020 was hard, but I'm letting you know on the other side of 2020 is not a new year. It's a new you. Look what the Lord can I just ask you to just get a little selfish, a little prideful real quick. Just say, look, look at yourself. Look what the Lord has. I'm still standing. I'm still in my right mind. God is with me. My praise is stronger than it's ever been. My worship is more powerful than it's ever been. Oh my God, look at my children. God 